My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about being authentic and in your truth so that you can live on purpose. I'm talking to Nicole Butler Vegas today. She's an actress and producer, and um, she is living her best life and also following her calling as a light worker by connecting others to the people they need to help not only make a difference in the world, make the world a better place. Um, she's very much into humanitarian efforts and giving of her time and helping people in need but um, she's also just really interested in, in sharing her light in the world and I think it's cool to talk to people in various different fields because it's important to know that if you feel drawn to help the world be a better place or to be a healer or a light worker it does not mean you have to work you know at at you know you know as a healer as a hands-on healer or a reader or an advisor there's a lot of different ways to to bring that energy into the world and so nicole as this actress and producer out in her world that she's in in las vegas um she does that a lot and i'm excited to talk to her today so welcome nicole how are you Thank you so much for taking the time to have me on your show and connect with me. I'm doing good. Um, I'm preparing for the Vegas heat, though. I mean, we know it's coming. It is, uh, you know, enjoying the last parts of May and then June, July and August is going to be blistering heat. Uh, but there's a lot to do. There's so many good connections. I, I know they say it's Vegas strong, but it is community strong out here. Uh, before I went into the acting and producing, I, I did do a lot of nonprofits. Uh, there's about 50 that are listed on the, on the internet. So if there's people that need to connect, they can connect. And it's not just here. Um, when we had the COVID shutdown, I had people reach out to me that had parents that could not get the food and the resources. So putting myself out there on the social media, I was able to connect them and get the food delivered or the medical, the dental. There's, there's just so many ways to connect, um, going into the showbiz. I, I thought for some reason it was going to be easy. It is not. It's a <laughs> lot of work and time and money and energy and everything in between. Um, I thought I could uh, have that platform so I could connect to more people uh, globally, which I have been doing, which has been remarkable. Um, the showbiz industry has opened up so many doors and so many opportunities where I can connect with people and then I can connect those people to each other. So that part to me is uh, my purpose and my passion is the, the community service, um, being a public servant to uh, the community, not just here, but globally outreaching to other people, supporting them, uplifting, uh, but it is a lot of work. And um, the more you open up and the more people know you, uh, you know, you do have to protect your energy and you have to um, not always be a complete yes person, which I have been always. Yes, 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 yes. And then my plate was so full. I was like, do I get a new plate? Or <laughs> I had to learn healthy boundaries for myself. Mm -hmm. And to say no, which, you know, it, it, that that word to me was um, negative, which it, it, it doesn't have to be. A no uh, is to, you know, put up healthy boundaries and you can't do everything for everybody. You can redirect them and you can support them. 
but for me to do all their work, I, I can't do that anymore. I was doing it too. I was doing everybody's work on top of my workload because uh, I like helping. I like uh, building a team and uh, making something good and positive uh, in the community, like an impact. Um, I did the PTA for schools and we had this fall festival and it was the biggest one. The news came. And even though I had all the workload, I... I didn't get to enjoy it because I had to have the responsibility, but everybody else did. It was such a good feedback. And I love that part. Just like with the producing, I did Desert Fiends with Sean C. Phillips. It was the one first movie I ever put from beginning to end, uh, you know, like locations and casting and crew transportation. There was so much work behind it, but everybody enjoyed it. The feedback from it was wonderful. So I know that we worked great as a team and he's already talking to me about doing another feature film out here in Vegas which was people came from all over. People came from Florida, Texas, California, Arizona. They came to be together on the set and it, it felt really good, like a film family. It wasn't just going through the motion. Um, people were able to connect with each other. And then I was able to do on my talk show, Nicole Vegas Views, I was able to do interviews and connect them. Uh, and my other friend came out from the East Coast doing interviews, putting a spotlight on people. I really love that part. That's awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned that you've been you've done numerous um, interesting things. Uh, you mentioned you were on. Uh, did I remember correctly? The police force and the post office. Can oh, there's share, a couple. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can I, you share I, a little bit about your journey to getting to now that this new oh journey in, oh, in yes. show business. It's it's interesting to start later in life. And you're you're seeing how you can bring that experience and wisdom into into that world, which is really cool. So yeah, just share a little bit about your history leading up to this. You no, know, um, I went in the military in security forces when I was 18 years old. I felt that uh, my grandma suggested because I didn't really have uh, the stability of it, the upbringing, which we could touch base later. Uh, but it was a great opportunity, and you know. I should have definitely learned uh, the, the face and movements and attention, but I did not. Uh, I kind of just went in blindly in the military, became a child runner. Instead of saying, yes, sir, I kind of added to a little like, yeah, yeah. You don't say, yeah, you say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Learn that quickly. Um, but I was deployed to Saudi Arabia, Prince Sultan Air Force Base. I had my M60, my M16, uh, my Beretta, you know, you, you get trained. Um which was really efficient with anything I did in my life. It gives you tools and structure and discipline. Um, I met my husband at 19 years old. I just turned 19. I got married at 20, had a kid at 21. I also had a stepson. So it was like a self-made family, but kind of quick. Never thought I was going to get married with kids so young. I never in my mind pictured that. Um, but the military gave us, both of us, my husband was also in the military, so we're military veterans. It just gives you tools to kind of um, set you aside without that training. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't be tactful or maybe I wouldn't be innovative as much as I have been with anything that came into my life. How do we tackle this issue? What positive ways can we handle this without, um, you know, we're diffusing a situation. We're not igniting it. Um, what else did I go into? Oh, yes. In my <laughs> 30s, I went into law enforcement. I always wanted to be a cop. Um, that's why I went into military police in the military. But it's quite different in the military than it is a street cop patrolling in a city. I had the opportunity and the training was more intense. So, you know, we had a box three rounds. I had to get tasered. Um, OC sprayed. There's mm. you know, more intense. Um situational awareness. You had to learn to have your head on a swivel. 
there's no do-overs in field training too. So um, when I went in, I, I was like, I want to, I want to save the world kind of thing. And then I found out you can't save everybody. Some people don't want your help, you know, and it, it was just all day, every day, um, you know, the suicides of domestic sexual assaults, and you had to be a problem solver. Um, what's going on here? Is there a crime or is there not? But I also had that compassion to want to help people out. Uh, when I did the volunteer work throughout the years here in Las Vegas, uh, I knew there was different ways of getting help and bettering yourself. Uh, I think that started um, from when I was younger and I didn't get the help or my family didn't get the help they needed. Mm -hmm. um, and just being kind of like a lost teenager, I think that really helped me with um, caring. Um, never having if I could help people or if they wanted the help or to redirect them, that they could get the resources. They could thrive and have that life that they deserve and they need. We all go through something, but people don't know that, you know, if you take too many pictures, so nice, they're like, oh, must be nice to have your life. Well, yeah, there, there's parts that are nice and there's parts that aren't nice. I share everything though. I, I, I mean, people are like, are you having a bad day or how's your day? It's like, do you really want to know? Or is that just small talk? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then I did work for the post office too. Um, when I went to the post office, I thought my husband was going to lose his job. I was scared. Um, I'm glad that, uh, I had the military background and law enforcement to go into that because I ended up resigning from being in law enforcement, which was hard. Did have a lot of guilt for two years. Um, cause I couldn't do both. I was like bringing myself at both ends, having my family and that job, uh, couldn't do it. I, I wanted to, but it, it was, it was almost like impossible for me. I just felt like uh, something had to give. So I'm either going to have job guilt or mom guilt and mm -hmm. job guilt. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the post office, I went as a mail handler. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's working at the warehouse. Uh, the oh, way okay. the yeah. warehouse is rough. So 70 pound sacks throwing in this, it's called ODR car. I could barely push it. I'm like, Oh my, wait, I'm like, what is going on? Some people just made, made it with ease. They were so strong. And um, it was a secure job. Uh, I went to Buffalo then. That's where I'm from. I'm from Buffalo, New York. And I was staying with my sister because just in case uh, my husband's job, I wanted to secure something. I wanted to make sure my family had insurance. And it was rough, though. Those are 12-hour days uh, at least. And 14, I mean, they they work you. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I can barely feel. But I was fortunate enough that my husband didn't have to lose his job. So I, I, I was like, all right, well, maybe that's enough for me. You know, when you know, you know, like you, yes. you touch different you know areas you know. <laughs> and I couldn't picture myself 20 years in it. I just couldn't. I, I, and anything I did, I, I, the, for me, then the bad outweighed the good, but I did have good life experience. I, I, I got, I was more aware. I got to talk to the people that work there and uh, it just, it brings more, um, paying attention to what people have to go through, what they have to work on. Uh, I like to connect with people on a different level. And then I found out, you know, a lot of them go through a lot um, as I have, mm -hmm. but that's where it comes in with the nonprofits, you know, people uh, step up, you know, I, I usually don't do the galas where you're all dressed up. I like to go right to the streets or right to the center where I'm handing out the food. I'm, I'm doing something physically, active that I'm actually participating in that way. I like that thing where I'm actually engaging with people in the public. It's, it's really important to me so I can hear what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, it's different when you're just handing out money, which it's fine too. A lot of people with the businesses, it could do write-offs, but to actually engage with people and to see where they're coming from, see where they're heading or where they need help. I, that's really important to me. 
Um, I love that. And it's, it sounds like now you get to do what your dream is, you know, for a living being an actress and producer, and yet your, your healing work or your helping work is kind of giving a nod to your past. And you mentioned a couple of times that your past was a little difficult and that has informed your desire to help other people. Can you share a little bit about that? Because we do bring that up a lot on the show, how our, um, our either our mess is our message or our history becomes the, the reason that we're here to help people. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. So growing up, from what I can remember, cause I lived with so many different people. I never had that, um, solid foundation. Uh, my mom and my dad ended up dropping out in 10th grade and they, you know, had substance abuse and all these things and, uh, physical abuse. There's a lot of things going on. It was not a healthy environment. I was fortunate enough not to stay in that environment. Um, I was able to live with different people. And so I knew there were different ways of living. Um, really enjoying my, uh, my papa and grandma when they were around, they did bring me in, eventually brought my brother in. Uh, I have a half brother and half sister. So I never had that family dynamics, that family support uh, with my grandparents. I did very fortunate um, for those couple of years. Uh, and I think what brought it to my attention was uh, when my grandma suggested to go in the military, but the abuse that I saw, I didn't want to have that growing up. When you're a child, you don't have that control. Um, my brother got it the worst um, with my uh, mom's uh, spouses at the time or boyfriends. I mean, he used to get, you know, punched and kicked and hit, we got hit with belts, a lot of abuse. Um, uh, my half brother and half sister, when I was there, they used to call me mom and dad. Uh, it was, it, it was, you know, the, the Diane, it, it was hard because I, I stepped up and helped where I could, uh, well, other things were going on around me that was out of my control. And it was hard. Cause a lot of people don't know. They, um, I, when I met my husband, when I was 19, uh, I think that was a, a very big blessing in disguise because he didn't smoke, drink or do drugs. And I like that he was very ultra conservative um, and he was married for one year prior. But, you know, some people that they, they don't value their uh, vows and everything. So it didn't work out, which helped me blessing disguise. You know, when we had a family, um, he always was that, so far 25 years in, he's always been that stability, that rock. Um, he always gave me that stability out of everything. I value that the most is having stability for not just me, but my, for my family. So that's what we work together on. And don't get me wrong though. 25 years, he's done things like like shoes in front of the door, really annoying. And not <laughs> the little thing. paper on the toilet paper roll. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> But that's when we realize what's important, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. It does sound like that was a beautiful gift and you all had a soul contract to come together and kind of take you out of that. And I mean, just with having hearing you talk about it, it makes yeah. sense that that, you know, seeing that and actually being safe from it in some regards, safer than than others in your in your family has led you to not only see the importance of making sure your survival needs are met, which is sometimes something spiritual people will forget or not want to deal with. It's important to know sometimes you do have to take that job just in case, you know, and get get those the financial feet under you so that you can then, you know, grow, save that money to finally do what what you're called to do and what you love to do. So whether that's, you know, sometimes that mail handling at the, the post office, <laughs> you know, because you know how bad it could get. And I think appreciating um, times when you didn't have those basic needs met or you were feeling in danger 
you now have the heart and the the compassion for those who deal with that every day. And that has led to you living this open-hearted life where you're helping other people. And I think that's a great example. Yeah, I, I, I love that part, but I'm also able to identify it in other people. I could see the struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if I didn't go through everything I went through, uh, I wouldn't know. And I, I, I do know what it's like, cause my senior year, I ended up in a children's home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do understand when you, when, uh, some people get, um, shafted or relocated to a place that's unknown, um, to learn how to adapt, um, what you might not be able to control your environment and the people in it, especially when you're a child, but you can control working on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that part, and and there are a lot more resources, I think, nowadays than there were back then that I'm aware of. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing that too, that, you know, all kinds of education and all kinds of different therapies and all kinds of different even nonprofits have, have popped up. So that's good for anybody out there that is struggling. That's good to remember too, to check it out and see if you can find something that's tailored directly to what you need to, to do right now. It's not always easy to do it on your own. <laughs> and I, I just feel that um, everything that I have learned, I try to share with other people and I let them know that they're not alone. It's okay to feel alone. It is okay to feel alone. Everybody does from time to time. What can you do when now you're feeling that way? What are your thoughts? Really, I think working on yourself and taking care of yourself. That's the only way I think uh, you can take care of other people. You can't take care of other people if you can't take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So self Amen. is very important. And yes. then what you do with it when you do build a platform, can, can you bring other people together? Can you shine a light on certain areas that maybe people are too afraid to speak up on or they don't know how to um, bring people in to help them out? Um, sometimes people have other things and they're too worried what people are gonna think. Um, but when people need help, people do, there are, find the fellow, find the fellow people, helpers in the world, find the fellow helpers in this world. Yes. And, and, the, and they are the people that will come together in the community. You will see it and, and we'll be able to connect with them and not be alone. And I always encourage people, try out a nonprofit, um, see what it's like to volunteer. You'll be yeah. surprised how good it is to give out. Oh, it's, it's so, yeah, it feels so good. I know we have Habitat for Humanity here in Orlando and we have the uh, a Second Harvest Food Bank. And that's something that, especially in my, my corporate life, we used to do that pretty regularly. We would go out and serve and help. And I was just talking to my husband the other day about going out to do that because now we self-employed, work from home. It's like, we need to just get ourselves out there and do that because it's not only helpful to others, but it just feels connective it feels you're, you're connecting to humanity you're giving back because you can and uh yeah it's just amazing so great great point to bring up and you also mentioned that you know it's it's interesting to hear you speak about you know there's help out there and we're you know talking about being there's help for other people because one of your challenges as you mentioned earlier is kind of trusting that the path you're on is is right for you and, and picking the right one, but also saying no enough. Sometimes you say yes too much, feeling like maybe you've got to do it all. So can you share a little bit about how that's challenged you recently? Well, the thing is, usually when people reach out to me, I know they need something. They need my support. Uh, you don't just connect to people for no reason. There, there is a reason for it. You have to identify what it is. What can you do? How can you help if you are able to help? Um, sometimes you just can't do it all though. Cause there's so many people that pour in and, um, yes, I opened up the doors and I can redirect them though. I can't 
personally now help clean somebody's house or do other yard work or um, connect them uh, personally to drive to find a job. But I do now know the resources, which they're there for. That's what the nonprofits are there for. That's what other people do. There's just a group. You don't have to do the sole mission for yourself to give to everybody um, because you can't. There's I, I tried. I was like, I burned myself out then. I'm so exhausted because everybody needs help. Um, and then you're no good to anybody if you constantly overdo it. So that's where I'm, I'm constantly graduate, uh, gradually saying, well, I can't personally help you right now, but I can give you the resources. I can give you um, a redirection for the, the sources that I was able to volunteer for that I know can help you. Please let me know how it is. Um, so it, it just can't be put on me for some reason. I do put it a lot on myself because I feel that my purpose was to go out there and help. Um, sometimes uh, things go on in the world. I might not be able to help, but I can at least volunteer and do my part, do my part in helping in some circumstance or events. You know, there's so much going on. Absolutely. Well, I'm pulling your cards um, for the day. No, I, if you you don't mind. I saw you shuffling. Yeah, doing some <laughs> shuffling. Do you mind if I share those with the with you and the listeners now? Yes. yes. Awesome. So it's real interesting that um, it's it's a very common challenge that those that are called into service of any kind can can face. And that is you you definitely have an awareness that you're here for much more than meets the eye. You know, you may do work as an actress, producer, post office, male person or a cop or a military like those are just kind of like the roles that you play and you're you've learned a lot. You've taken a lot out of that. But your soul's purpose here is to come and be helpful. That humanitarian spirit is very strong in you. And you have something that I call spiritual urgency when you've seen the vision of what you're here to do. Uh, you might push, push, push because it's like, well, I got to I got to do that. I got to get it done. I got to step into it. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. When it's such a bigger vision than you might realize right now. So it's like just about settling into the ride and making sure that you're taking that time for self-care, for silent reflection, for just being with your own personal success and enjoying the fruits of that more often. I feel that you do, but there may be that that yes person that's in there is like, okay, well, if I don't do it, nobody else will do it. And it's really important to trust that there is, there is a network of others doing very similar work. Um, all light workers, healers, intuitives were called to certain missions in certain places. And so we have to trust that if we can't handle it, somebody else is gonna gonna handle and, and help these people that, that we wish we could. So um, I think that you mentioned delegating and helping connect people to the help that you can't offer has been a big part. And you mentioned that a couple of times. So I think that's gonna be bigger and bigger for you to become this connector. And that is literally how you serve. And instead of doing yeah the direct help, if that makes sense, are you, like putting something together, an organization or considering doing anything like that? I, I personally won't put it together, but I will support others because there's so many organizations. I don't want to now do another one and take away from, it's like dividing more. I want to put a spotlight on each of them and I would love them to all come together um, instead of working separately. So that's my part is more unity that uh, we can, we can all share in it together and not separately uh the group so that's uh -huh. that's my thing 
Well, it's interesting uh, being in filmmaking now, um, something flew out at me while you were talking. Have you ever thought about using the medium of filmmaking to sort of bring awareness to this or like bring people together in some kind of way? Um, I feel like it's, yeah, education and sharing the message is exciting for you. And that's something that you're now equipped to, to think about. So <laughs> you're nodding. Can you share what, what's on your mind about that? Well um, when I stepped into it, that's the whole reason why I went into it. So I could build a platform to connect to more people, which I have. Um, and then going into having my own talk show, Nicole Vegas Views, I'm able to put that spotlight on. I'm able to share more, connect people more. Um, but it's still new. You know, it's yeah. like it's still new to me. And sometimes I get a little unsure and I pull back and um, it, it is work with passion. So it's not just passion there's a lot of work that goes into it. There's, it's very time consuming and energy and money and mm -hmm. everything, you know? Uh, so I had to find that balance because I, yeah. you know, sometimes I don't and I unbalance myself and that's where I get the burned out. Um, but I, I'm learning, I'm learning to take the time off and it's okay just to relax and not have to constantly do and put out there. I can, I can, and that's hard for me though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got a lot of energy, which is wonderful, but it is that, let me sit back and just kind of bask in, in the good stuff and bask in my gratitude because yes, you are moving into a time of, you know, really fulfilling your inner child's desire to be of service with what she understands and what she knows the world needs. Um, and it's gonna be important to not get caught up by shiny object syndrome. So remember, this is something I would guide a, a client, like if they were working on their, their kind of big vision, like really focus year to year on what needs to get done and what's most important. And the other things that pop in or maybe people over here and there that wanna distract your attention say, someday maybe but not right now i've got i've already got my plate full but that's certainly something i'd, I'd want to talk to you about another time because your intuition is very on point i'm getting that validation that we talked about um, before we started the show that you are listening to your inner spirit and your your intuition is strong um, if anything your biggest obstacle is not being kind of stingy about what you know or about your um your platform so set the tone for yourself, set the the pace that you want to go at and and be louder and prouder about it. So um, I think you mentioned your your views is maybe private, like open that up, make it public, like be more loud and proud about it, get out there on social media a bit. Um, because I feel that for whatever reason, you might be afraid that the wave is going to hit you. If you're, <laughs> if you're too loud and proud, like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to handle that. But you will if you shore up those boundaries, as you do it. So, You're right on that. You're right. Cause <laughs> what have it's so many people. And then I don't know how, like there, there, that's the thing. There's so many people come in and they don't teach you or give you a heads up or maybe I didn't know about it, how to accommodate so many people flooding into your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a lot. I mean, it, it, it almost like, it, and then I'm trying to accommodate everyone. I can't. And I'm unable to, um, there's times where I can't message everybody or I'd like to, but it's just too many. And then I don't know how else to go about it with, um, that balance again, because if not, I'm giving so much out and I'm taking all my time to respond to people. Sometimes I can't, so I don't know how to mm. do that. Well, and I know you mentioned, um, you know, money and time and all that, but an assistant feels good for you if you don't have an assistant already. <laughs> but of course, that's, you know, that's another investment, but it feels like when you're able to get to that point, that's going to help a lot to just feel like, okay, this is, this is how I can help you for free. It is just some, some resources I can give you. 
but yeah, we can't answer every single message and, and be there one on one for every single person. And maybe even yeah, getting out there on social media a little bit more, that would be some a place, a single place where everybody could connect with you and you could do it that way. Um, I feel like for, for some reason, I think it is the fear for you of being overwhelmed, not the fear of visibility. It's almost like, oh my God, if I'm visible, it's going to be too much. And not like nobody's going to come to the party. It's like too many people are going to come to the party and just trust that you'll be able to handle it as it, as it goes. Um, and I actually had that fear too. And I'm finding, yes, it gets busier, but you start to implement things as you go along that make it easier for you as a, as a human that has her self-care needs. <laughs> and so you are definitely bringing in a piece of missing piece of your soul with all of this and bringing back your power, um, discovering your voice in the world and making a difference. I can see big visions of you being very vocal and very active and serving people. Um, and I feel that it's just really important to trust your voice and don't worry about anybody who might not like the way that you're doing it or might not understand. Um, and, and just be mindful as you go forward in this to, if you're giving your energy, money, time to things that aren't giving back to you, maybe it's that re return on investment, or maybe it's just energetically, like I just pour everything in and nothing comes back. Make sure that you keep balance in mind so that you're not getting into the almost like saint-like <laughs> kind of mindset. Well, I'm just here to give, give, give until I'm empty because you can't keep giving if you give till you're empty. Um, so I feel like that's that's important to organize the way that you serve people. And, and again, notice, give it three to six months. If it's not given back, pull that energy and that money out and, and try the next thing. Thank you so much for great advice because that's another thing too because I'm more of a volunteer. Uh, but now when there's a business side, I've never uh, did things where I'm trying to make personal gain. And so that's a conflict, uh, but there is a business when you do have a talk show or there are people that want to put a spotlight on them and there has to be a, a give and take, or you, uh, I'll have it empty. I'll be empty. And then I'll probably move on to something different. Like I have been, I'm like, Oh, well, that's too much, too yes. much. Um, yes. But I will never stop doing the nonprofits and helping people out that way. Um, but at times, you know, you know, living in a city that is continuously growing, which it has where you live too. I mean, it, it, it does get overwhelming because when you're out there, you know, people do know um, it is protecting yourself. So I have to do that. But I am uncertain still with the showbiz. I, I'm, I'm, I have more certainty now. But when I first started, like that first year, I'm like, I'm pulling. I was not, I was not going with the flow. I was going against that current. Uh, so I have to, I have to figure it out still. Um how to navigate. Yeah, one better. step at a time, one step at a time and and be patient with the process. I feel that if you do this more intuitively with your kind of higher higher spirit or higher power guiding you, it's gonna be a lot less um, challenging than you might think. It's that, you know, thinking of that you've got to have it all planned out and know everything from the get-go and then have those perfect boundaries. Like life is the lesson and the journey is just learning how to stay in balance and balance with what, you know, receiving what you need while being very giving. And I think that's going to be your biggest challenge. So just watch out. For it that. is. <laughs> Don't deplete yourself. You know, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I'm here for you if you ever need that self-care reminder. So <laughs> happy to do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for just taking the time and giving me a, a, a beautiful reading and um, just a great experience on your show. Thank you so much. And let me share a little bit about myself.
Absolutely. Yeah, you're very welcome. And I'd love for you to share where people can find you online if they'd like to learn more about you. So at Nicole Vegas, that's why they stick that with that name, Nicole Vegas on uh, Facebook, Nicole, I think it's underscore Butler Vegas on Instagram. And then the IMBD is uh, Nicole Butler the ninth. But if you look up on Google, it's Nicole Butler Vegas, somehow I got married into that name Vegas, Nicole Butler <laughs> Vegas, Google and everything does pop up. It pops up about some of the places I volunteered and um, law enforcement, it, it'll show a whole bunch of things on there, which I was surprised because, you know, I was like, Google me. I'm like, well, I'm going to Google me. And See I what pops realize. up. It's always fun to do that. What, what is out there about me? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a lot. I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a lot going on here. Uh, but, but then what my ultimate goal is what, what have I um, learned in life and what have I given back out in life? Um, and so that, carries with me as also my family, because that's my priority. My family is number one. And then everything else has to come second because um, that's what I value the most. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very important. And when you know that, and that is a huge purpose to be a mother and to have a family, that's huge soul contracts. So that's a great kind of final point to, to end on when you have that too. Sometimes you have to pay attention to that family, you know, raise the kids to a certain level, and then you can start doing your own thing. And that's just being patient. And you learn so much, you get so much character building and so much wisdom from doing from meeting those challenges. So the life is the journey and you will get to do your work no matter what it is if you are called to to be a light in this world so thank you for being a great example of that nicole it's been awesome talking to you today much right yay <laughs> and bye guys <laughs> thanks for listening we will catch you next time hey there i hope you enjoyed today's show if you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests make sure you subscribe for daily interview content and here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.